Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Um, so, in the last episode, uh, we were talking about Dr. Light episodes, and Matt mentioned in his missive, Matt's missive, um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, he kind of made a joke about... Uh, you know, the, the Dr. Light ones feel like the best ones. And he goes, oh, hang on, Love and Monsters, never mind, as you were. And I'm like, I don't remember reading his thing about Love and Monsters. And I went back and checked, and I did not. I just skipped right over it like it didn't exist. <laughs> so let's circle back. Because <laughs> I know Matt will um, be having some sort of uh, nervous breakdown about me having missed one. Um, or thinking that I hate him and I don't want to read it out because he's an awful person. You know, we all have these moments of insecurity where we think, oh my God, what have I done wrong? And usually the answer is an incompetent person did something stupid. <laughs> it was nothing about you at all. So Matt, I am sorry for skipping Love and Monsters. Let's go back uh, and see what you said, which was the first of what are known as Dr. Light episodes. Um, it's a real example of everything being quite good, quite interesting and spoilt purely by a bit of stunt casting. Uh, Peter Kay, very funny, very great stand-up. Yeah, I concur. Uh, first time I met Peter Kay, I think it was in Edinburgh, like 98. We were on in the same venue. Um, but you said Peter Kay manages to send the whole episode up beyond pantomime. It's all just a bit silly. But that's what you get when you base an episode on a monster created by a competition winner on a kid's show. <laughs> That's right. There was, uh, yeah. <laughs> they had a, the absorbal off was um, a, a competition entry on the TV. Um, uh, and Matt says, and also bearing in mind my dodgy sense of humour, the love life in inverted commas with a paving slab crossed the line a bit, even for me. <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, you know, I have a theory about this episode is that uh, everything that Elton says we have to take with a grain of salt. Like that maybe he's an unreliable narrator. Um, yeah, that was... I, I can't remember why I thought that, but I... What, did I watch it? I think I maybe watched it for a different podcast. Like maybe for Flight Through Entirety. And I just had this idea that what if everything he says is maybe embellished or a bit over the top and all the stuff that, you know, we see happening because it's from his point of view is maybe not entirely true and that this is just him dealing with trauma. Um, anyway, that was a crazy theory. It doesn't really hold up when you watch it, <laughs> but I like to think it happens. Um Anyway, back around to season three. Oh my god, we're circling back around. If you if you if you were a completist, feel like just cut that bit out and go and paste it in, <laughs> in the episode that's already gone out. Um, now we're up to Utopia in series three. Uh, 
Um, Matt says, if you've not seen the video of the two girls reacting live to the big reveal of this episode, then go and treat yourself to it on YouTube now. It's both hilarious and in, and a living document of how we all reacted. After Daleks and Cybermen in previous seasons, it was only a matter of time before this happened, but I was completely blindsided at the time. And Jack's back too, fresh from spin-off Torchwood, where they can say naughty words and do things the main show can only ever refer to as dancing. <laughs> The only bad thing that can be said is that we didn't get more villainous Jacoby as the master before he hands over to John Sim. Don't write in. I'm more than aware that Big Finish have churned out loads of their what gaps can we fill with hurriedly written, released in overpriced box sets. Oh my God, Matthew. But I wanted more on TV and I feel robbed. Derek Jacoby seems to be having a whale of a time. Uh, oh, and my Grange Hill crush, Renee Zagger's in it too with his stubbly jaw that had cut glass. Sigh. Sorry, I drifted off for a minute there. <laughs> Oh, bless you, Matthew. <laughs> Grange Hill. Grange Hill doesn't get anywhere near enough of a mention. Oh, don't sing the song at him. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just imagining there was like a weird sausage throwing incident in a cartoon. It was a lot. Um, I used to love Grange Hill. Uh, anyway, <laughs> on to the sound of drums. Last of the Time Lords. Uh, Matt says, so this is where it all builds up to. The season's thread relating to Mr. Saxon comes to a head with the Master taking on the Prime Minister of the UK role. Frankly, despite his plans resulting in death and chaos, he'd probably still be preferable to the current Conservative administration. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I was thinking the other day, what a hilarious... Um, uh, Trivia question is, who was the Prime Minister when Queen Elizabeth died? Because it was Liz Truss. She was only there for a fortnight. Um, Matt says, it's all a bit dark sometimes, uh, particularly the story of Lucy, which feels very much just hinted at and not directly addressed. Um, uh, yeah, she's... They kind of hint at something and then obviously I think they've gone, oh, maybe this is a bit too much for family television and so it's sort of... It, it looks like it's happening, like there's bad stuff going on, but then it's not. And you're kind of like, oh. Um, he says, uh, where we can be infinitely grateful, however, is in the fact that they managed to get the Daleks uh, into new Doctor Who as these Toclophane, who are apparently lined up to replace them. Well, they're pretty naff, aren't they? <laughs> uh, he says, does, I mean, does a resolution really matter if you've had fun on the journey getting there? Uh, <laughs> ask fans of Lost. Um, yeah, I always enjoy the journey. Uh, also, another great journey um, story where the ending is basically saying, did you enjoy the journey? So what do you need this bit for? Uh, is The Dark Tower. I read all of those uh, Stephen King books. And the ending basically is, you know, did you have fun? <laughs> getting here um you know not to spoil it for anyone there are there's other endings obviously because after seven books like you want more of an ending than did you have fun getting here but that's kind of the implication it's like who cares what happens in this bit like the getting here has been the whole 
experience. Um, uh, Matt says, here the idea of everyone in the world chanting Doctor, somehow restoring him and turning him to some super who was pushing it a little. I mean, it took Martha a year to do that. But Twitter, yes, Twitter can get everyone to do that within about 10 minutes. <laughs> Just think of the suffering everyone involved that could have been saved. But what's this? Martha's leaving? What? Why? No, one season isn't enough. You're correct, Matthew. One season isn't enough, Martha. Like, I know she spent an entire year wandering around the world, and that has become a couple of books and an entire Big Finish audio series, but it's still not enough. <laughs> I love Martha. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a lot. I, I, I remember, like... Being completely blown away by the Derek Jacobi thing and equally being devastated that he wasn't going to be the master, um, that we were going to have to move on to John Sim, which I, who I also loved because he's manic and fun and deranged. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the other thing I find problematic about this is, and this is where my theory about this being originally written for Billy Piper's character Rose comes in, is that. You know, we've barely spent any time with Martha's family and then we see them kind of degraded as servants and being treated like, you know, just the hired help, which given that Martha's family are black, feels like a big kind of messy visual Uh in in the way it's been treated. I mean, you know, we've we're given Francine as this, you know, really classy character and then she's, you know, cleaning the <laughs> <laughs> the, the helicarrier like <laughs> Russell T Davis has gone. Oh yeah, I want one of those things from the Avengers comics. Um I found that really problematic and difficult uh just from a, you know, an optics point of view. Um and that was what made me think this was all originally written for, like, I mean, Jackie Tyler being made to clean. Can you imagine the fury? Can you imagine just how angry and, like, like, just, and also we would have said, like, seeing Mickey turned into, like, a mechanic or whatever, you know. I mean, he was a mechanic anyway. But <laughs> him kind of being brought down and, like, all of Rose's family... Like, it just feels like this episode was written for them and hastily readdressed to Martha's family, which I don't think was ideal because it just kind of looked a bit gross. Um, anyway, uh, oh, I just, um, I'm going to miss Martha. We've only just been talking about her in a recap. Uh, all right, more on Matt's Missive in the next episode. <laughs>